On today's Conversations with Kate, as my walk and talk, which I will likely start doing every week or so, I use walks as a means to reflect. And so today, when I, when I think back on some character traits and expectations of myself, I want to share some of that with you because it might be incredibly insightful. So I'm not sure exactly what your journey might be or what your focal point is or what the outcome goal is uh, that you're seeking. But when I played Division I basketball and I walked on at UNC Greensboro, I remember a very clear conversation with the head coach, Wendy Palmer, at the time. And when we were talking about potential roles in making the team, she asked me a clear question, and this is something that I ask my clients on their expectations forms that they all fill out, is what aren't you willing to do to get to this goal? And I had very high goals. I was a little girl, five foot three and a half from Vermont, and let me run across the street before I get hit. Ugh. And I wanted to not only make the team, I wanted to earn a starting position. I wanted to make an impact. I didn't want to be third string. I didn't want to be second up. I wanted to make an impact. I wanted to hear my name announced. I wanted to know that that dream was going to happen. And so when she's asking me this question, my response as far as things that I would not do was quit. I will not quit. I will not give up. I don't care how hard you push me. And if you think I'm not working hard enough, I want you to tell me that. And I think this is what makes me a bit different. And I also want to acknowledge that this is not a character trait that has always done me very good. And when I share that, many of you may know that I ended my basketball career tearing my patellar tendon. And weeks in advance prior to tearing it, we knew I had a partial tear and I didn't care. I didn't want to sit out. Um, I had to sit out from practice, like with sprints and such, but you know, I didn't want to stop showing up. At the time, I, I was the starting point guard and I wanted to lead. And I think leadership roles are, are where I fit in and this definitely applies to my business right now as it continues to grow. But I think that when you truly commit to a goal, there's nothing that you aren't necessarily willing to do. So that's where investing in the proper guidance to see your blind spots and check you is incredibly important. And I think on that level, again, the goal was always production. If you are starting, you are producing, and in order for them to continue to win, which is always the goal, right, you are there and replaceable. And so if you aren't producing, somebody else will. And so for me, it was always that. And when I lead my team, and as I continue to onboard A players to our staff, it's really important for me to set these boundaries and expectations for them because they are an extension of myself. And so a lot of people in the health and fitness industry and in coaching, right, they want cheerleaders and they want people to tell them they're doing a good job when they're not. They want someone to give them a smack on the ass for putting on their workout clothes and thinking about going to the gym. And I have to tell you, on, as myself, you know, that's not my expectation. And again, this is why we have discovery calls. This is why we have onboarding processes. This is why we have expectation agreements that the client fills out so that we can refer back to that and really make sure, is this really what you want? Because you said these things, right? We don't, we don't prompt them and there's no right or wrong answer in those forms. It's just making sure that we're always on the same page because we can't set up a success path for the client if we don't know exactly what it is that they're willing to do as far as a commitment. 
And so as I dig deeper in the reflection of that conversation with Wendy Palmer, I told her again, if I'm not doing it up to the best of my ability and you think I have more to give, I want you to tell me that. And she was hard on me. Every coach that I've ever had, gratefully, was very, very hard on me. And I think that's what's given me a lot of grit throughout my life. I've been through a lot, as many people have, right? This is not a woe is me conversation. I played Division I basketball. How privileged uh, am I to have, be able to walk around downtown Dallas, Texas with my earbuds in and tell you this story. So by no means am I saying that that was a negative experience. It was actually one of the greatest moments of my entire life. But, you know, as we continue the conversation, I also reminded her that I don't, I don't want you to tell me that I've done a good job if I'm not doing a good job. I don't want you to give me praise if I'm not worthy of that. And I also don't want it to be so saturated that you're always just telling me, good job, Kate, because it's less meaningful over time. And so a lot of people mentally can't handle that. They can't handle this is the job. This is what you are, this is what you need to do to be successful. These are the expectations of you. And even when you do them, that is what's expected. That's not beyond that. When someone does something beyond the role that is expected of them, that is when they step into a leadership role because they care more about the role or the person in front of them than that person does, right? So when someone cares more than you about something, they're going to take your spot. They're going to climb above you. They're going to do more than you are willing to do because they give a fuck. It's a Saturday afternoon in downtown Dallas, and I woke up at 7, and I worked until 11. Most people don't work on Saturday, and I do give myself permission one day a week to say, hey, dude, if you want to tune out, if you don't want to show up today, if you want to do some personal care, and I can talk about personal care for me in a minute, you can. But on some level, I'm incredibly grateful to be in this position, and certainly not because it's easy, and certainly not because I'm a millionaire, because I am far from that. But because I get to step into the things that I genuinely love to do. And every single human being out there has a zone of genius, right? And so for me, when I think about roles that I've taken up in different elements of my life, it's always been a leadership role. I grew up playing sports, right? I'm very good at mentoring. I'm very good at coaching. I'm a lifelong learner. I love to learn. And, you know, going back to the whole, what do you do in your downtime, Kate? I read. I study. I, I look at things differently. I challenge a lot of things that I think. I journal a lot. And my goal in life really is not only to leave an impact on as many people as possible and help to show them that they are capable and worthy of doing a lot more than they think that they are right now in their current situations, but to also see who I can become, how much knowledge that I can acquire, how far can I actually go? Right. All the things that I don't know, I want to know. Now, there has to be a strategy and a system for that, right? Because information overload is a real thing. And so I'm very clear on what I'm studying, the purpose of me studying it, and I'm productive in that. Because I see all the time people saying, you need to read more, right? You should set a goal to read X amount of books. Okay, great. But when you read those books, what did you take away from that book and actually apply to your life that's going to make it different? Because if the answer to that question is nothing, then what did you actually do with that time? Because it wasn't adding anything to change your life or improve it. If you don't have the desire to take a message and apply it, and this is the same thing with education. I see it all the time. 
people want to learn so many things or they deem themselves great at said thing because they went to school for it or they studied it or they read a book or they got a certification and that's great. And really fundamentally, I think that you do need knowledge. But if you don't have any idea how to apply that knowledge, it's meaningless. It will do nothing for you. Who wants to talk to somebody who's a know-it-all? <laughs> None of us, most likely. And so it's just really important to reflect on strategy. But more than that, if you're seeking a life of fulfillment, you need to decide what it is you aren't willing to do and who you want to be, who you want to show up as. And even and that means showing up in that manner consistently even on the days that you don't feel like it so whatever the fucking goal is you better choose one that you're going to enjoy because the beauty of any outcome isn't the outcome I can tell you that from experience but it's the process of who you start to become as you chase that target as you move closer and closer to it as you overcome resistance and old habits and thought patterns and beliefs that is the beauty of change But if you don't expect that of yourself to show up on the hard days, on the days you don't feel like it, to not give in to the ideas and the mindset that you can just put it off until tomorrow. Can you imagine how much further you might be if you would say, no, I'm starting right now. Not tomorrow, not tonight, not after the wedding, not after my honeymoon, not after I'm done being sick, not after I spend all this money on something else that doesn't actually impact me but it's more of a physical object in which other people will find me value, valuable for having, right? If you would stop pushing off those things and the most meaningful things to you, truly meaningful, not a dreamer, but a doer, not an idea, but an actual tangible goal. If you would stop making excuses for your inability to move forward, can you imagine where you might actually be? And a lot of people sit and they dream. And then they make excuses based on past experiences. And a lot of people will create their death sentence, living in the past. The present is your ability to create. (laughs) And I love that. Like, literally, just like that gives me goosebumps. Every morning, I decide what I'm creating for my future self. What are the non-negotiables that I'm going to do today to make a better life tomorrow? And I think that if we started to perceive our lives that way, you would, again, be incredibly proud of yourself and the person that you would become in the next six months. Because it doesn't happen overnight. Change is fucking hard. As human beings, we are so wired to do the same things. Half of the time we do the shit, we don't even know what we're doing. And so it's practicing self-awareness and getting real deep and honest with not a dream, but an actual goal and the tangible things that you must do to accomplish said goal and getting real with what it is you aren't willing to do to get there. And that is going to drive the difference between your interest and your commitment to that thing. So I hope this Saturday stroll with Kate was helpful. It'll probably post Monday. So if you have thoughts or feedback or you found this valuable, please let me know. I'll likely continue to put this type of content out for you. But I hope you're having an awesome weekend. Be safe. And don't forget, you are and will always be the product of your choices. And if you choose to show up for the things that you want, I can promise you the best is yet to come.